Tom, what do you want to do when you retire? Not work. <laughs> that is the nature of retirement, generally speaking. Then I'll be very good at it. Home to stand your ground. Hi, I'm Becca Clegg, and this is the Inner Alchemy Podcast. Join me in conversations with some of my favorite healers and helpers as we explore all the ways we can restore balance within ourselves. The world heals one person at a time, and the healing starts now. Welcome to this week's episode of the Inner Alchemy Podcast with Becca Clegg. I'm your host. This week, we are going to be talking with Monica DeCristina. Now, Monica is a therapist, podcaster, speaker, and writer. With her wholehearted belief that everyone deserves to be emotionally free, Monica is passionate about coming alongside people of all circumstances as they do the brave work of healing and transformation. Her own healing journey has led her to the premise that we are all and always will be still becoming. Thank you so much for being on the show. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm such a fan of what you're doing. I'm just excited to spend some time together. Oh, well, likewise. And I'm so excited to talk about this particular topic because I feel as though it's kind of a fundamental universal topic about, Mm. you know, the lies that we tell ourselves and how we can get caught up in just sort of which I think is such a defensive strategy. Um, And it's just such an interesting, I don't know, I find it so interesting with working with the shadow and working with all of the sort of parts of us that are less, um, that we're less likely to show um, to others. So in your work, what do you think are some of the more common lies that we as humans tend to believe about ourselves? I mean, I think, you know, maybe you see this in your practice too. I tend to run into very similar themes, you know, and, mm-hmm. and one of those is you know, I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and with that is everything good is for everyone else but me. Right. Gosh. Or, you know, I mean, because the not enough has a lot of consequences. It's not just like we walk around thinking I'm not enough. I'm not enough. It globalizes into our experience mm. of the world and kind of how we position ourselves. So that's, it's one of the big ones that I run into, um, you know, and then it's for everyone, but me. And then one I hear a lot with women is it's all my fault. It's all my mm. fault. And so then any pain gets metabolized as fault. Where a lot of times we're in pain and it has nothing to do with our fault. It's just hard. It's just pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, I love that use of language. It gets metabolized mm-hmm. as fault. Mm-hmm. It, it, sorry, I'm like stuck on how profound that is because I love the somatic language and all Same, of that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but it's so true. Yeah. And also stuck on how often, and I know this is true for so many clients that I've worked with, but it's been true for me too, mm-hmm. that that we do have this narrative of everybody else can X, Y, or Z, but yes. not me. This yeah. real other than and mm-hmm. isolated um, mm-hmm. kind of positioning where we're separate and different yeah. from everybody else. It's yes. so um, fascinating how that, you know, and then you think about how people feel so alone as they mm. travel their, you know, yes. journey. Did you ever experience a situation where you had to dismantle lies that you believed in yourself? 
Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, long story short, which I'll I'll fill in a little bit, that's why I became Mm -hmm. a therapist was because of my own experience with dismantling lies. And so I, you know, spent years as a child and adolescent, probably with an undiagnosed anxiety disorder from some things that had happened. And, you know, when we don't have a name for something, I filled it in. I filled Mm -hmm. it in with something is wrong with me. I was just sure, you know, and, and, and by that, what do I mean? I mean, I'm unlovable. If people really knew these sort of things that we walk around believing. And so for me, what changed it all was going to see a therapist finally, mm-hmm. which happens for so many of us. We wait too long. You know, and it was just, it wasn't even a lack of um, access. It was a lack of knowledge and understanding that that's what I needed. But once I did that, I really, um, things started to unlock for me because I learned in that therapy, it was pretty simple cognitive behavioral therapy, it wasn't anything fancy, mm-hmm. um, but I learned nothing's wrong with me. <laughs> Actually, nothing's mm. wrong with me at all. And and I make a lot of sense and and I'm just in pain and and I have um, anxious thoughts and and I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And so that started the long, then healing is, you know, it's not one and done. It's a long journey for me of dismantling what I had globalized in my life was something's wrong with me. Therefore, like fill in the sentence, you know, therefore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, you know, really where I started to find freedom. And that's why I became a therapist because that therapist literally changed my life. It changed the course of, yeah. of what I believed about myself. Yeah, gosh, I, I really, I've seldom made a therapist that doesn't have a similar yeah. story about what brought mm-hmm. us to the field. As as I say, we've all kind of come by this profession rather honestly. That's and true. I think that's good, right? You yes, know, and I do too. in keeping with like, how have the healers healed? It's mm-hmm. this idea that we're all in this, that yes. isn't a you and, and sort of them or us and them kind of thing. It's like, we're just all walking each other home as there's a saying that I love so yes. much about that. Um, you know, and I think it's important because when we talk, when I say we, we therapists talk about, you know, fundamentally what matters a lot of times connection and attachment mm. and these sort of things that at the end of one's life, you know, people will report actually mattered are yeah. what help us to create these lives that are worth living or whatever, whatever sort of the DBT thing is life worth living or, you know, and how do we, you know, we can't do that if we believe that something's wrong with us, you know? Um, So how do you help people or what would you suggest somebody do Mm -hmm. if they're recognizing themselves in what you're saying, you know, how does one go about, sort of mm-hmm. embodying their own truth or where, mm-hmm. where would you even suggest someone start? Mm, it's such a good question. Um, and I think it's one that we've all hit, you know, where do I start? How do I feel <sighs> yeah. better? Um, I think the first place I would recommend starting is kind of where you started the episode, which is, it's dismantling what you have believed that's false. Cause mm-hmm. that often takes up so much room in our entire lives in our minds, mm-hmm. in our hearts, in our relationships. So, and that can be done in therapy is a great place to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Journaling is a great way to help that um, with safe friendships. So start mm-hmm. by dismantling because, you know, I don't know how you conceptualize it, but I often think of it like goggles. You know, mm-hmm. like when we say if I was wearing green goggles, now everything I looked at would be green. 
you know? And so those lies really color every experience we have. Mm -hmm. So once we dismantle those and feel the goggles, we start to take them off. And that's not, again, that's not one and done. My goggles came on last week and I had to be like, oh, they're on. I got to take them off again. Um, But after that, I would say, you know, making space. And that sounds like just word salad. But what I mean by that is we often don't have enough space to even hear our own thoughts, you know, hear our Mm. own feelings. So making space for yourself and your own life for quiet and then in safe relationships. You know, we Mm. really do. I really believe in the power of healthy, safe connection to really see Mm. ourselves back. You know, that can be such a healing experience, whether that's therapy or a friendship or a romantic relationship that can be so healing. Yeah. Gosh, mm-hmm. you know, everything you're saying is so true. And I love the imagery of the goggles and yeah. it, isn't it true though, that, you know, mm-hmm. and I love that you spoke to this, that the process of healing to me anyway, is not, mm-hmm. Oh, come work with me. I'm going to help you to get rid of those goggles. It's right. not realistic. Yeah. And I don't think it's fair to right. yourself or the healer for that yeah. matter to even uh-huh. conceptualize it like that. Yeah. It, the, our goggles come on all the time, yep. all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. And I think having compassion for yourself when that happens and having the tools to mm-hmm. take them off and, and, mm-hmm. and, or at least recognize that they're on and not react from them. If, if you can't get them off, um, totally. is really all that any of us can, can ask of ourselves. Um, yes. you know, I think that we, and I've been guilty of this, so I, I can, I'll speak first person, but in the past I've gotten kind of caught up in what I would consider more, um, the linear sort of yang energy of fix it, you know, yeah. and, and, and come mm-hmm. on, like, healing is about fixing and mm-hmm. I've done it to myself and Same. I'm sure it's mm-hmm. bled into my practice. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's really important message that I'm trying to use this podcast and other platforms to convey is that um, life is messy and we are always in relationship with the mess um, so that, you know, yes, I do believe people can heal and I want that message to come loud and clear, mm-hmm. but healing does not mean that like you fix everything and everything looks great. Um, it means that you feel safer as you relate to the messiness or some version of that. I'm sure there's a million ways to say that. Um, so I, that leads me to my next question. Mm-hmm. So what do you think the main reason is that we as humans feel like ashamed to, mm-hmm. to change as we embark on this journey of self-discovery. Like why, why the lies in the first place? Well, just curious what your take on it is. Yeah. So, so why the lies? Like, why do we get caught up in these lies? Yeah. One of the ways I always think about it is like you are going about your life and you slam into someone else's dysfunction or unresolved pain. That's a big mm-hmm. way that we develop these, you know, mm-hmm. these ways of thinking about ourselves. It's that it's it's that we ran into pain and we ran into someone else's pain and they haven't dealt with it, you know. So whether mm-hmm. that's the way that a parent treated you or a, another caregiver or a teacher, like that, that's a big way that I think mm-hmm. these things get started. Um, and then I think that sometimes um, we're, we're afraid, you know, we're afraid to change because it's almost like this sort of, we can conceptualize it however we want. And we've used lots of, I love metaphors, lots of good metaphors today, but you know, like the inner critic, you know, like that is almost a protector in a way because it's like, well, don't be that because then you'll experience more pain. And so we almost Mm. keep ourselves in this place of believing these things because 
you know, the, the prison that we know is less scary than, than the outside that we don't know. So we put up curtains yeah. and we make ourselves comfortable there and we just survive there because, you know, we may not know that we can believe anything else. We, we may not have seen anybody feel any different about themselves if we grew up in an environment that that's how everyone yeah. walks around is kind of like this sort of shaming way of being yeah. to each other and to ourselves. So I, yeah. I think there's lots of reasons, but that's just a couple. God, it's so, I, and I love the way you, you sort of say it. We ran into someone else's pain. And I do believe that, you know, especially when we're little, right? You know, we're these little sponges that yes. sort of run around. I always laugh at, um, I think it's Finding Nemo. There's a scene uh-huh. where the, are they seagulls that are running around and they're like, mine, mine, yes. mine. Do, do you remember that film? Yes. The movie? And I always think that for some reason stands out to me uh-huh. when I think of, tiny little human beings, you know, in that sort of um, developmental stage where they are rather egocentric and everything is theirs. Mine, Mm -hmm. mine, mine. Mm -hmm. But so is the pain. So that's the thing I always tell people is like, yeah, you know, you think my niece used to grab my phone and be like, it's fine. Mm -hmm. But you know what else we're grabbing? We're grabbing anyone's anger, anyone's sadness, anyone's disappointment. Um, And we don't have the developmental capacity to be like, yeah, that's not about me. Um, right. Unfortunately, that's also when we're forming our, our, our deepest beliefs about how the world functions. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, it's just sort of, it's a little bit of a setup <laughs> um, from the start, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. um, and we just run into it and there it is. Yeah. And there we just take it on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, even as I'm hearing your voice, like the tone and the compassion that's mm-hmm. kind of coming through, it's so important because yeah. every single human Mm-hmm. is doing this. Like we're all little kids running around grabbing each other's pain. Oh, um, gosh. Yes. That's such a, that's a, that makes me a little, um, you know, emotional. It's such a, such a beautiful picture of, of our common humanity. You yeah. know, that we all are little kids running around and, and ingesting or, you know, grabbing things that aren't ours to carry. And just cause yeah. we don't, we don't know any better. And if we don't have someone telling us any differently, well, then we'll carry yeah. that, you know, as we go forward, that I'm too much, I'm not enough, I'm not lovable, all these things that are pretty common. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why I love that you brought up the safe relationship. And mm-hmm. although you didn't use this language, you basically were talking about mirroring and how it's yes. just critical that we have someone else that can mirror yes. what we don't see back to us. You know, I couldn't see if I had, you know, sort of something in my teeth unless I pull the mirror out and like, you know, I have sat through entire meals with like big black piece of pepper in my Uh teeth. Um, We need that. We can't get that perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, And so whether it's in therapy Mm -hmm. or again, to your point, a healing relationship, Mm -hmm. it's just really lovely. And, and this podcast, so much of what this is about, Mm -hmm. at, at least initially, and it's sort of morphed into a lot, but was about helping people see that, you know, you can, access healing right now in one yeah. way or, or somehow. Yeah. So, um, that. yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and, and this season really kind of focusing on every healer has healed. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and so thank you for sharing, you know, with us how you came to find yourself in the therapist chair. Um, you know, I said, we're all on this journey together. And so I think it's fun to bring a little bit more about your personality to the audience. So we sure. kind of like to have little fun questions mm-hmm. as we move towards the end of the podcast, just to get a little bit more about, you know, what and where you get your wisdom from. Um, mm-hmm. So what book do you currently have on your nightstand? 
Um, such a great question. Okay, so full <sighs> disclosure, I read a lot of books at once, and and I give myself a huge medal when I finish one <laughs> because oh my gosh. I'm so excited. So um, so on my on my um nightstand right now is um the warmth of other suns by Isabel Wilkerson. And, and it's, it's a beautiful, huge masterpiece book that I'm reading with my sisters-in-law, um, which are just, you know, two amazing women that, you know, I've turned out to be lucky best friends. Um, so that's, but then I also have a stack of like poetry and thought books, you know, from Cleo Way to Kate Bear and these beautiful, um, incredible people that I just keep that by a chair. And just when I'm feeling gosh, happy, sad, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll just flip it open, you know, and there's yeah. short little things to to read. And then I always try to listen to, this is really revealing how many, how many things That's, I am reading. No, it's from. awesome. I love it. Um, I always try to listen to a therapy book, you know, because yeah. it, it, I find them calming. Like this is more of sort of an academic book. You know, I find them really calming. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps me feel like I'm staying fresh. And so I am currently listening to, I think it's called Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents. I've heard a lot about that book. You know, it's really, around. It's good. It's it's it? really yeah. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna probably know a lot of the information, you know, yeah. th- from your yeah. own studies. But but it's really it's really p- well packaged, and I think it's a huge um, resource probably for a lot yeah. of clients. Yeah. Well, you know, it's these. That's why I like these questions at the end mm-hmm. because they're they may seem unrelated to like the topic at hand, but sure. actually, mm-hmm. I think in just sharing that. Anyone listening, A, might be like, wow, that's a great idea. I should have some thought books. I like the way you put yeah. that thought books or poetry yeah. books. Like that in and of itself, uh-huh. as you reach for it, in the moment you need it, could be a way to ground and a way to heal. Um, so I think these are so telling. These these mm-hmm. questions are so loaded with good yeah. info. Um, and again, anyone who's been, I think, anyone who's come into the role of a healer has typically healed. And so mm-hmm. a lot of the habits that, we've developed over time are around our own regulation and, and finding right. joy and, and these sorts of things. So that's where I think these little nuggets yeah. are great because um, it just helps people. And I know in doing the podcast, my God, it's helped me. I've gotten so much cool ideas. So many cool yeah. ideas, I should say. Oh, I love that. I love so, that. Mm-hmm. On that note, I think music is very healing too. So yeah. the next question is what song have you been listening to or has been on repeat in your stereo lately? Yeah. I mean, you know, full disclosure, I have three kids and so I am not always in charge of the music. So if I'm going to answer this totally (laughs) honestly, what, what has been on repeat is the zombies track. Now that sounds like really like creepy, but there's a a Disney zombies movie and my Uh youngest child like is a um, like a belter, like sings out it's so loud, knows every word to these songs. Oh and so Zombies, the soundtrack, which is, is actually pretty well done. Um, there you go. It, yeah, it is on is on repeat currently. I mean, I would say when I'm when I'm by myself, I tend more towards singer songwriter. I like mm-hmm. a song this is going to reveal a lot. I like a song that can help me access my feelings if I need to cry. You know, like sometimes oh, no. I just need a good mm-hmm. cry. And mm-hmm. so, so those are, you know, I have songs like that, that I'll go to when it's, yeah. when it's not zombies, right? <laughs> yeah. When it's not zombies. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny. I always, I'm, I'm similar. Um, if a song can bring goose pimples to my flesh or tears yes. to my eyes, like mm-hmm. I love that feeling. Um, yeah, me too. Similar mm-hmm. to television. And 
I was, I forget, I was visiting a treatment center somewhere and it came across that the story goes that some, one of the therapists there would do this thing. He, he referred to it as flooding. I've heard flooding be a lot of different things, but essentially he'd go home and he'd watch like a TV show that he knew was going to make him cry in order to release the emotions he'd picked up at work that day. And I thought, wow, isn't that intentional? Yes. You know, like also Uh I can see how fundamentally that would be really, um, that could be really useful. So uh-huh. I think that there's wow. more than meets the eye around like just letting it all go. And and there's yeah. something about those ballads and those sad mm-hmm. songs that yes. just get me every time too. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We're copacetic on that. Yeah. So this is a bit of a sort of segue here, but uh-huh. we all have been on a healing journey. Any mm-hmm. human that's capable of recognizing it. And I think that's all of us on some mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you could go back to where maybe you saw your journey begin, mm. is there something or what piece of advice, if you could give her just mm. some sort of you know concise advice statement, what do you think that would be? Mm. Gosh, it's such a good question. Hmm. I think um, I think I would tell her that it's going to turn out even better than you think. You know, and to, and just to, just to keep going, you know, following sometimes when you're hurting so much, healing and truth almost feels like a faraway scent. You know, you're kind Mm -hmm. of tracking it. Like, I don't, maybe, maybe this isn't the right way to go, but I think it is, you know, so I'm going to call that therapist. I think it is. I'm going to pick up that book. I think it is. So I'm going to start this grounding practice, you know, just following that scent um, and going where, you know, that gut, whatever you call it, instinct Mm -hmm. is to find healing and that, you know, it'll take you to a good place. And that doesn't mean life is perfect and everything's great all the time because healing is, you know, is cyclical. And we're, I think, you know, three steps forward, two steps back. But, you know, I think that it'll turn out better than you think. And to follow your gut instincts towards that healing scent or sound or whatever you would visualize it as. I really like the image of following a scent and tracking. Mm, I think that's yeah. beautiful. And it's very interesting to me how often the feedback that people that I interview give their younger self has a theme, has this theme of mm. you can trust that mm. inner knowing. Wow. And and, and yeah. I just think that, I don't know, there's something to that. There is yeah, something to yeah, that. And, and to me, that's yeah. a little like God wink right there. Like, yes. yep, there it is again. Wow. Um, Gives me chills. Tell you what. powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So you are out clearly doing this in the world and helping mm-hmm. people uncover those lies. Tell the audience just a little bit more around where they can contact you and where they can reach you and yeah. find out all the things you're doing in the world. Sure, absolutely. So, you know, I think the best place to find what I'm doing is probably Instagram, which I feel like is mm-hmm. just a just where, you know, where I house what I'm working on, but that's yeah. it's Monica D Christina. And then, you know, and then my website, monicadcristina.com, which are are both pretty easy places to mm-hmm. go and then and from there I have a podcast called Still Becoming and a kids mm-hmm. offshoot um called Still Becoming Kids and and then I just put out a little gift book in the world call, called um Postcards from Adulthood. Oh. So it's like a little one of those so little cool. thought books, you know, I've yeah. kind of made my own just like what would you tell your younger self? Um uh, and so that's that's something I just put out that I'm excited about. 
Congratulations. I didn't know about that. That's yeah. so exciting. Thank you. Yes. Oh, thanks. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's little writings, you know, so I have another big book in mind, but this one's little writings. But one of the things I'm most excited about is I'm inviting readers, whoever wants to, I'll send them their own postcard, like with the cover design on it. They can Uh mail it to this PO box I have, and they can share their own postcards from adulthood. What would they tell their younger self? So I'm so excited to see kind of like what the collective wisdom is, like you're describing that trusting that inner yeah. knowing like what are, you know what is it what's going to come of that i'm excited it is real i mean that is so cool we have so many <laughs> you and i it's so funny we've yeah. we've been following each other social media and you yeah. know peripherally but um last season our last episode was the sort of we took the culmination of every single episode we did we asked mm. what would you tell your 13 year old self and then the oh, whole God. episode at the last was every um, um, every podcast, every interview I did, just the answer. Because oh I think God. there's so much. Yes. God, there's so much wisdom in that. Yes. And so yes. I can't wait to see what your what your yeah. readers said. And yeah. even if it's little writing, let me tell you, it is someone who's put stuff out in the world. It yeah. is like birthing something. So it is. congratulations. It is. Yes. It's a no, big thanks. deal. You. And, uh, you know, if you're listening right now, like, being able to access something like that, even if you could just do one a day would be so helpful. Yeah. So yeah, thank you for, for sharing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Just yeah. little, little bites. Yeah. Sometimes I think that's the best way to do it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much for your time and just all that you put out in the world and sharing that with us in our audience. And you guys can find out all of the things that Monica just said in the show notes or go to our website and she will be up there with all of that if you need to reference what she just said. But thank you so much. We have so enjoyed having you on the show. Thank you so much. It was really a joy. Like I could talk to you for three hours. Thank you for being with us today for this episode of the Inner Alchemy Podcast. You can always find out more about me and these episodes at my website, www.rebeccaclegg.com. Thanks, and we'll see you soon.